Hi there, this is Amanda and you are listening to The Vining Perspective. Today is a daily drop. Dailies are typically between 5 and 10 minutes and are focused around thought leadership, inclusive to RevOp, sales, senior leadership, and business development. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, I'm just doing one more quick daily before I hope that I can get Chris's episode out tomorrow, which I'm super excited about, but I just wanted to talk about a couple of quick things here. So self-awareness is super important right now and meaningful work is really important and it's important that we're all being strategic as we reimagine ourselves as individuals and the businesses that we work for and who we want them to be and how we want to be on the other side of all this. But with that said, I've been noticing more and more that in group work and in a lot of the like teams that I'm on and executive meetings I'm attending and global meetings and client ones and so many freaking meetings going on, um, that there's a real struggle between the introverts and extroverts, especially in a moment like this, because the introverts are not always going to be inclined to butt in or say something. And that's really hard in a Zoom environment. Whereas in person, body language cues are more obvious. And then over Zoom, you notice that a lot of people are cutting one another off. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that. And that for an introvert, that is a really awkward environment to potentially cut someone off mid-sentence or be chomping at the bit to jump in. They usually speak when they have something really intelligent to say and something really meaningful rather than filling air like people like me do, which I find it really hard to not talk. And so I'd say to the introverts out there, really making sure that you find a way to get your voice heard so that the meaningful work that you're doing and the contributions that you're giving are being heard by who need to in your respective teams and groups so that your voice and your work doesn't get lost is important. I know that that is not always comfortable, but finding ways to own that narrative, coming up with the topics you want to present, and using tools that we have in front of us. So if you think about things like Zoom and the ability to do polling or the ability to show reactions there, chat in a message, have, you know, if someone's in the middle of talking, you don't want to cut them off, saying, actually, I have something to add as you close, raising your hand, However you want to do it that you're comfortable, you just want to make sure your voice gets heard. And then for the extroverts listening, self-awareness is really important. And I know many of us, if our brains are firing off with all these different pieces, you're chomping at the bit to get your ideas out there. You know, I think sometimes people think that extremely extroverted people are hyper-confident or have huge egos or anything. It's not. It's that not that. Is that we get our energy from other people. So when we are chomping at the bit or passionate or looking towards something for the future, it's actually hard to silence yourself. And it's like you're bursting internally. And I know some of you listening can definitely relate to that. But you have to hold yourself accountable to make sure you pause on certain pieces and let someone else go first. You have to make sure that if you've heard something from someone else or you could encourage them to speak. I've been working on that a lot lately, that if I know a great idea that someone else has brought that is much more introverted than me, I just kick it right over to them and say, hey, um, you had referenced this in another conversation. I'd love for you to share it with the group. It was so super insightful. 
and kind of force it. <laughs> Even if they're not comfortable in the moment, they always thank you later and say, hey, thank you for letting me have that moment to talk about something that I had worked on. So for the extroverts, it's also us being self-aware enough to work on that when we're in these Zoom group works. I know I've had a couple times where I've accidentally cut people off and it felt super icky and I don't want to do that to other people. Um, so just thinking about it from both angles, I think is important. Um, and then the other thing that I just quickly, quickly, quickly wanted to touch on was just about what you could be doing in your day-to-day in that same kind of tonality of self-awareness and what you're working on to stay positive and how you're conducting yourself in your business or in your respective conversations with those around you. I know some people are getting frustrated and I see this in... um, like what's being shared, like people will say like, oh, just because you're stressed out right now or you're not like creating another business or you're not using this to become this or that or write a book, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. And it sure as hell doesn't. Of course not. But I want everyone to realize that sometimes that those other things that people are doing are for their own cathartic reasons. So like it might be annoying if I'm like, hey guys, check out this new endeavor I'm doing. But for me, I kind of need something to work on that I have control over and I use things like humor not to ever offend someone or minimize what they're going through or make them feel bad. Like that's the last thing in the freaking world I want to do. But that's how I deal with stress is I find humor. I have to do that for my own mental psyche or I can't function. So if that person's saying, hey, I'm doing a a DJ set or hey, I'm doing a dance class virtually or hey, I'm going to do my run group virtually or they're doing it partly for them. And then most of the time they're doing it because their intention is to bring people together because they're lacking togetherness and they're lacking that. So try to judge people on their intentions versus their actions in pandemic. And I find that you see a lot of the beauty in other people, or at least I know I do. And with that said, maybe be more inclined to check those things out. And then for you, what can they be? You know, I I know I've gotten offended even by like one person I saw was saying like how they're a day trader now and like kind of bragging about it saying basically like, hey, I'm a day trader now. I've never been a day trader in my life and I just made X, Y, and Z on stocks this week because I'm that intelligent basically to pivot from my normal career. And that's fucking awesome for them. You know, good for you. That's fantastic. But that also means that you had the financial resources and means to be able to make a risky decision right now. And not everyone has that, right? Um, Or just a skill set to do that. Like, or some people would be willing to just like jump out and try something new. Like I knew I was talking to one of our people that then they were like, you know what, I'm going to try doing a podcast. It's so super simple. Like I appreciate that. And they're doing that and just jumped at a new opportunity. Some people are going to just jump and that's great. And some people won't. And that's 100% totally okay too. It is okay to not be ready to change and pivot your whole life because in eight weeks they changed. And it's been a longer period of time than any of us anticipated, right? Like this started as two weeks. Now it's eight weeks. What was savings and reserved and anticipated has changed. For, For many, our lifestyles have changed completely where now it's this much bigger plan of what that needs to be. And it's okay to be under the weight of that and not all of a sudden you're a day trader, right? I get that. But what you can do or at least what I've been trying to do, is like, what little bits can I control that help? Like, I see people that are making masks. I see that, like, for me, one of my best friends is a nurse. I can make her family dinner a couple days a week. I always make too much food, especially when I'm making pasta. This isn't this huge expense. Or if I'm making spaghetti and meatballs to make enough for someone else isn't going to make or break that 
you know, my family has what they need. I always end up just putting those leftovers in the fridge and throwing them out. A nice thing for me to do and saying like, hey, you're working these overnight shifts. Hey, you are really stressed out about your proximity to COVID and you're a mom of three and cooking isn't really her favorite thing to do. I can absolutely make you dinner and drop it off at your house here and there. Like my aunt keeps dropping off a coffee for me in mornings, I've been doing a lot of like 6 a.m.s um, for global team stuff. She lives locally. If she's going to get a coffee for herself, she'll go and drop me one off on my door and just kind of text me. That literally makes my freaking morning. Like when she t- sends me that text and I go out after I've been working for a couple hours and there's a coffee sitting there for me, like it almost wants to bring you to tears. You're so freaking happy to have that coffee. So my point is you don't have to become a day trader or you don't have to become like a consultant or whatever the frick other path you'd considered. You're not all of a sudden going to be a real estate agent or whatever the hell. Like There isn't that pressure on you. So one, take the pressure off of just seeing someone else doing it and being frustrated by them. Because like even that day trader one, when I thought about the intention, it was like they're just being super flexible to adjust to what they need to do for them and their family to survive. And like that's pretty dope when you think about it. But be willing to help people in the way you can. And if it's something as simple as like dog sitting for someone or because they've got, you know, a a sick family member, they need to have resources or food shopping for someone who's elderly and more at risk or dropping dinner off at a friend's house or the coffee on the stoop that I referenced, you get so much joy in doing that. Like every time you do those moments that they're small things, but they don't feel small. And it's like the same as when those acts of kindness go out and they really just resonate everywhere. Um, like another one that I just did this week was um, a, a people in a home from the city I'm from, their house burnt down and they had a newborn. So like packed up a suitcase of my daughter's stuff from when she was a newborn, like cleaned it, put it in a suitcase along with some sweatpants and stuff that were my husband's, dropped it off. It didn't take really anything from me financially. It was 20 minutes of work and stuff that was just sitting in bins, but I feel so good about it and so much lighter in that day. So I would say to everyone, like, focus on what you can control, focus on what makes you feel good and try to find those positives, even when it's really hard and you're in the weight of it. And I do feel like even if the universe isn't giving you back to you in that moment, like it all does come around, but it just makes your heart happier. So I don't know. I'm sure many of you are doing that anyway, but those are the type of things I'm trying to personally do as this goes on longer and longer. And I wish you all the same um, and wish you all, um, of course, your continued health and um, both mentally and physically as you're going through this. And I look forward to hearing from some of you on some of the other fantastic things that you've all been doing in your respective communities or maybe even some things that people have been doing for you to just make your heart happy. Have a good one, everybody. 